0: nakita kolov the russian nightmare no the devil's nightmare here from it's time to man up challenging men to step into their true manhood your chosen truth network podcast is starting in just a few seconds enjoy it share it but most of all thank you for listening to the truth podcast network this is the truth network
1: don't worry you won't fly away from the fun Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show.
2: I
0: say this calls for action and now.
1: Wings today on the Cast Christian Car Guy show. Didn't even know the name of my show. <laughs> <Got> <laughs> yes. <a name>. <laughs> <laughs> Gathered under his wings. Uh, you know, it was it's been quite a week, and I'm gonna do my best to try to explain why all this, you know, it's amazing. It's been really a roller coaster ride from some really low, low, low places to some really, really high places, and God showed me some stuff. It has to do with this whole idea of being gathered under his wings. And so you heard uh, Britain Lane there. What a beautiful rendition of Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. And of course, you know, that was the worst fest to, to hear about the chicken dance. And so, you know, <laughs> maybe you see the connection, maybe you don't. But so many times, uh, tears come with laughter. And, uh, you know, that's kind of how God shows me stuff a lot of times. So to get to it, well, I guess I should tell you that today's show is brought to you by the Hebrew letter Tav. And the Hebrew letter Tav is the last letter in the Hebrew alphabet, and many people will tell you that it means the truth because you'll know the truth at the end of the story. And at the end is interestingly very much connected to the tribe of Dan. And so when you look at the letter Tav, it's actually made up of two other letters. A Dalet, which is the D sound in Dan, and a Nun, which is the N sound in Dan. And you may know that when the Hebrews left through the desert every time that the camp would let out, the last tribe out would always be Dan. And the reason that would be Dan, it was Dan's job to gather up that which was lost. Specifically, you think about all those friends and loved ones that you know that are lost that need to be gathered, right? And, and Dan does that in a very unique way. It says that he judged his people, but the word judge there is more that he's an advocate, almost like the, the defending attorney, right? And, and that is the idea of a Dalad and a Nun. And it very much is connected to the letter Tav. Now, the beautiful thing about the letter Tav is it isn't better illustrated. Then in the word under, and <laughs> in, 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 see, God gathered the waters under heaven. It's a beautiful picture. Actually, if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, you'll see actually Britain. I, I have the YouTube of her singing that song, the entire thing. But also, there's a picture of clouds that look like wings, and you get an idea that we're all gathered under heaven. And 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 in so many ways, Dan is very much involved in that. <laughs> and interestingly, if you look at the Tav section of the 119th Psalm, which I always tell you is like the decoder ring for Hebrew, um, the last verse of the, which is 176th verse of a very very longest chapter in the Bible, it says, "We like sheep have gone astray. Seek thy servant." Right. For I have not forgotten thy commandments, which has to do with if you love me, obey my commandments. Well, you get that whole idea that in the end, right, It's there's a big gathering going on, just telling you. And in the beginning, there was a big gathering going on. And my word for the year that God gave me is uh, headed into this year was the word gathered. And so I can you see all the connections. To, to get it going, to give you some idea, but we had this dog. My father had a dog named Corgi, right? Yeah. and he, to say he loved that dog, he <laughs> actually hurt my feelings many times because I can't tell you how many times I've heard to him refer the, the dog as son. <laughs> Come on, son, let's go to bed. Like, what? Come on, Dad, really? <laughs> But anyway, this my father loved this dog. My father loved dogs. Period. It was just his whole life; he loved dogs. But he really, really evolved the dogs. he had an affection for Corgi. We couldn't go anywhere that he didn't have to get home and be with Corgi. Well, we all prayed that Corgi would outlive Dad because we didn't know how he could take it. You know, when that day came, and he did, he did outlive my father. And last week, it was obvious Corgi was 16 years old. He'd lost his eyesight. And he'd lost his hearing, and slowly but surely, he was losing his hips, and he couldn't even walk, right? He was, a, um, he was a corgi, as you might imagine, and colored like a corgi, but he was also a border collie, so he was kind of a tall corgi. <laughs> <laughs> and had the personality of a border collie that was just a delightful dog. Anyway... We took him to the vet to see if he could help him with his walking. And they said, well, try this pain medication, whatever. And I don't know if it was a pain medication or just his age. But Sunday night, last Sunday night, he began to have what I would call grand mal epileptic seizures. Where he literally, I've never seen suffering like this. He he, he, he would lift his head and grimace. He would bare his teeth in the tension of it. And then, you know, you can imagine every one of his limbs just completely out of control if you've ever seen somebody have or an animal have an epileptic fit or a seizure. I mean, and the challenge was that this didn't go on for just like a minute or two. I mean, these would go on for like five minutes and then they would let up for a minute or two and then they would go on. And this started at about 1030 Sunday night. My wife couldn't watch it. She had to leave the room. And you know, we were left with different options. Like we live way out in the country. It's not like you're going to get him to an animal hospital just immediately. And or, you know, I possibly could take his life. I'm very capable of doing that. I've taken a lot of animals lives in my, in my life. Or wait till the morning because my daughter, Mariah, had said, if you have to put Corgi down, I want to be there. Because everybody in my family loved Corgi. So I am praying, 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 as you might imagine, watching this suffering for hours, right? I, I couldn't go to bed and leave, you know, I, I stayed right with him during this entire time. And it went on for all those hours and watched him suffer and prayed during that entire time. Like, God, do you want me to take him? Would you please take him? You know, can this suffering please be over? Could this suffering please be over? It wasn't. And so morning finally arrived, and Corgi completely spent, and I don't even know how his heart did it all those hours. We took him to the to the vet, and my wife literally held Corgi with my daughter stroking him, and you know, Corgi. Was at peace? it was hard, really hard, because it was like the last vestige of my dad, you know he was he Corgi always looked for my father. I knew he was going around the house. Anyway, so I finally got some sleep the next day and the next morning I woke up and I crawled in Jesus's lap, which I always do. And I said, God, what do you, where are we going today? You know, what do you want to show me? And he said, Robbie, I want you to translate 1 Corinthians 13, the famous love passage. I want you to translate it back into Hebrew because originally Paul thought in Hebrew. He didn't think in Greek. He was Jew. And he said, I want you to translate it back into Hebrew because there's something you need to know. So off I went on this new adventure, which was just spectacular. So you might know the 1 Corinthians 13, You know, is the famous love is this and love is that? Well, the first question, if you're going to study this, okay, well, which word for love would Paul have used? Because there's three in Hebrew, not unlike in Greek, there's three. And we know in Greek, he chose the word agape. So what is that word in Hebrew? Well, we got so much of that. And the good news is, is there's the bottom of the roller coaster for you. We're headed to the top. Believe me, and I think you'll understand suffering at a level you never have I know I sure have, when we come back. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Under his wings today on the Christian Car Guy show, and as we were talking about after the loss of Corgi, the next morning I got up and I climbed in God's arms, and He said, "Go back into First Corinthians 13, where love is the love is version of that." And like I said, the first question is, "What is the word love that 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 um, Paul was describing?" And in Greek, it's agape, which is that self-sacrificing love. Well, when you think about what the the bride of Christ said about her beloved, she referred to him as the Dalit of Dalit, which is David, okay, David. However you want to say it, and, and that idea of the servant of servants, that to love is to serve in so many different ways, and agape is that kind of thing. And I thought that's clearly, clearly the picture of how. God services in so many different ways above himself, right? And so what is that? And and so the very first thing that Paul chooses to say always was kind of a letdown to me. (laughs) Patient (laughs) or long-suffering, right? There you go. And I, I was like, really? I mean, you know, loves a lot of things, but the very first thing I don't necessarily think of is, Patient. And so, how do, what does that word look like in Hebrew? What, you know, I, because I can, I can, English has a feel to it and Greek has a feel to it, but there's something behind understanding Hebrew that gives me a real sense of the power of something. And so I decided to, you know, dive into what is that word patient in Hebrew? Well, it just turns out that the idea of slow to anger is also the idea of long suffering which is what God chose to say almost the first thing about himself as he revealed himself to Moses, as you might remember, in Exodus, I believe it is 30, 34, 6 or so, he puts Moses in the cleft of the rock and he goes by him and he says, the Lord, the Lord, what does he say? He's mercies and gracious and slow to anger, long suffering, right? Well, here's the beauty of Hebrew for me, okay, and I hope it is for you that that word long-suffering has to do with a wing because wings are long. And so with that in mind, I want everybody, if you're driving, you can't do this exercise, but picture it with me. So take your wings, stick them out. Get your wings out. Come on, Richard, I'm not seeing the wings. No, not, not the chicken wings. We need the, the regular, yes, stretch them out as far as you possibly can. Now, you do realize that your wingspan here is longer than your body. I mean, you know, if I'm six foot four at this point in time, actually my reach is six foot seven. So that's long, okay? Now while your long hands are out there, now take your palms and stretch them forward for me, which <clears throat> now feel something in the middle of your palms, okay? And it hurts, doesn't it? And, it, and if you think about it, it, it really hurts. And then you think about some hours, Hours on the cross, and, and and if you think that hurts, picture that you're his dad, and you could take his life, but it's not time. it's not time long suffering with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm I'll redeem my people how many times did he say it next miss with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm it, 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 it's one thing. To suffer yourself, you know, when I had cancer and I went through the G backst and all those things happened to me, it was hard on me. There's no doubt, but it was way harder on my wife. I watched it, and I thought many times, "How oh, it's so much easier to be the patient than the caregiver." And 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 the ultimate picture of that is the father. You see. He suffered long, and those long wings of his. And, and, and he suffered long since Adam sinned, right? But he knows that the end of the story is Dan, right? That at the end of the story is this idea of the top, this idea of that it was going to gather up. It's the end of the 119th Psalm, You know, we are the sheep of his pastures there in the 100th Psalm Uh, time and time and time again. And what did Jesus say in Matthew 23? He said, oh, Jerusalem, 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 how I long to gather you under my wings like chicks, right? And maybe you've heard the famous story of the uh, the, uh, horrible fire that happened, I believe, in the northwest part of the United States. And they found this mother. I think it was a hawk. And she was dead at the bottom of this tree, just burned up in this horrible forest fire. And as they lifted her charred body from the tree, you get the picture of the bird on the tree. Then the baby chicks all came out, beep, 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 right from underneath her wings. And, and so these, this, this idea we've all been taught that, 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 you know, since we were however old to lean on the everlasting arms, to, to, To be gathered under his wings all these things are all connected to these unbelievable things that that god's been painting this picture of what he would do on the cross since the very 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 beginning and oh you who are hearing this story and have never understood what jesus did with that real suffering right if you can believe that then you too can be brought into that great gathering so we don't want to miss that you can pray for that now I mean, ask Jesus, man. Gather me and take me in those arms. We'll be back with love. Your stories. 348 eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four eight six six three four Truth. You're listening to the Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. Gathered under his wings today on the Christian Car Guy show. Again, I love that version of that song. It's unbelievable. So getting back to our story of Corgi and unpacking 1 Corinthians 13 from a Hebrew standpoint, I hope you now see that love is patient is so much more than that. And so as Jerry was saying, actually, during the break, that maybe was, that, that passage was quoted at your wedding. And, 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 and now you maybe have a little bit of better picture of how, what that means exactly. That when you stretch out, out your arms like that, the next time that love suffers long as Jesus suffered, as the father suffered, as Jesus was doing that, that's a picture of what that looks like. That's a picture of love. Like <clears throat> it, it, it gives you the picture. There's the picture. Okay. But then the next word says, love is kind And so I had a good time backing into that one, and and I ended up with grace, with grace meaning that I'm Jesus's favorite, always have been, always will be. (laughs) I have a lady at church who always challenges me on that, says, no, I'm, no, no, Robbie's got that going on. So, but kindness has to do with graciousness because he has great faith in you and, and and kindness is this amazing thing that that, that actually uh, was pictured when um, Ruth was described by Boaz. And he, you know, he's the one that said, you know, that, that, that or Naomi described him as having this kindness. And, and, and she used that word that has to do with grace. Well, to finish the Corgi story, the night. Before all this happened with Corgi, we had dinner with some neighbors, not neighbors, some dear friends that we hadn't seen in years, actually. And they said, you know, Tammy, my wife, love, love, loves dachshunds. She had dachshunds before we were married. And one of her dog when she was a child was a dachshund. And she loves dachshunds. And these people had a toy dachshund that they dearly loved And every time Tammy would ever see this dog, she would always say, give me your dog. (laughs) And so they said, you know, our grandson and this dog don't get along real well. He's small. And, and, you know, we've been praying about this. And there was only one person we think that could take this dog. And that's you, Tammy. You know, that you love this dog. And, you know, of course, you know, we just let it all drop right there because we still had Corgi, right? Well, as we're leaving the animal hospital, I look at Tammy because now she's coming home to an empty house. In other words, my daughter was just married. She took her cat. Her mother passed away two months ago. When she walked in the door, the door was going to be empty from a once filled house. We got to have some. I said, you call Tanya and get that dog. (laughs) I said, get it. Oh, I can't. I said, get the dog. And she didn't the first day, but the second day she called and she did. And so Wednesday we got the dog. But Tanya told Tammy, "There's a few things you need to know about this dog. Number one, it does not like men. And so when Robbie walks in the door, it's going to bark and growl at him. Just tell him to get over it, right? And number two, it won't eat for a few days because it's going to be so broken-hearted because you know it's left. You know, it's 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 home. And number three is you know the dog has always slept with me. And just me by myself. And, and she won't like the idea of Robbie being in the bed at all. And she'll growl and snap. It's going to be ugly. So, but she's got to sleep with you. Okay. So I walk home that, you know, I come in the door the first day, right? The dog comes wagging his tail. I mean, it couldn't be a more cute dog. It looks at me, rolls on its back, wants to, it's belly rubbed. You know, you get the whole picture. This isn't exactly a picture of the dog snapping and barking at Robbie. I mean, it just like melted. And melted my heart, too, by the way. What a beautiful dog. And, of course, I said, well, is it okay if I feed it? Well, it's not going to eat. And I said, well, just for laughs. Let's see what happens. So I put the food. <laughs> you never saw a dog scarf food so fast. I was like, a, man, it's like a Labrador retriever eating food. I was like, man, I have never seen a dog eat food like that. And it's so... You know, Ruby's the dog's name and she ate the like man. So it got time for bed. And Tammy's like, now you need to scoot your pillow way over there because, you know, me and Ruby are going to snuggle and you're just going to have to get over it. And I said, okay, whatever. I'll scoot my pillow. So I, because I get up crazy early, I go to bed crazy early. And so I, you know, I went to bed and I scooted my pillow way over there. Well, about two in the morning, I woke up to this feeling on my chest and here was this beautiful little puppy with its head on my chest with its eyes looking up at me like, and of course I could not resist. Tammy, Tammy, are you seeing this? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Love is kind. I, I mean, it was such a picture of it for me in in so many ways um, that, that, you know, I hope that, that you get a sense of, of like, man, how rich the word of God is. And when you can live it, you know, through your suffering, but also through, like I said, it's a roller coaster ride of, you know, here you are, you're going to go through this, you're going to go through that. But then, oh, he's going to, he is going to, you know, build you back up where he needed to teach you something. And it happens a lot of times through suffering, right, Jerry?
0: Yeah. When you, well, I'm just sitting here this morning and I don't even want to breathe one. What did I say? I mean, the truth that you're speaking and stuff is, is just so deep. I mean, God created us to be in communion with him, to, to, to be in relationship with him, and that's the hope that we have. As, as I said, you know, the, the story of Christ on the cross, Christ knew what in three days he was fulfill. God knew that. So through all that suffering, it was still suffering with that hope of knowing what the future had. That's the same thing God wants us to have as we're going through it here on earth. It's it's really, I don't know if it's, I sit there and when I walked in the door, I was on the phone with a dear friend who's been suffering for a lot of years, and then I'm talking to Robbie about what this morning's going to be about, and and that's exactly what it is. I mean, because during my conversation with the last thing that I, I told him was, I hate what you're going through. I hate to see anybody going through what you're going through.
1: And he has MS, right? Yeah, I mean, it's MS.
0: He's, he's homebound. And, but he's living with something that a lot of people in this world don't have, and that's the hope of eternity. And that's the hope of what Jesus Christ has promised of what what the Calvary was all about. There's a ton of people in this world who don't have that. And that's the ones that we should be feeling sorry for. That's the ones that we should go do everything we can to bring them that hope and point them to Christ. And this morning, I think what you've been doing is pointing people to Christ and pointing people to hope. I mean, if 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 somebody told you that that the convenience store down the road had all the, everybody who got a lottery ticket was going to have a winner. You would call everybody you knew and tell them to go down there and get that ticket. How many times do we have that same?
1: Dan. Yeah. It's a Dan mentality. Like that's the idea of gathering the sheep under the wing. I mean, you know, into the fold, how, how, how that looks. And, And you just think I've, you know, I've thought about this all week that that tribe of Dan it's It's going through the desert and they're they're the last people. so you know how many were stragglers, how many people went off into a cave or whatever, you know their job was to collect you know and find them and dig and scrape or whatever you got to do to make sure
0: we don't leave no man behind. Yeah and and, and you know when uh, and you've gone on mission trips, right? And when you do that, it, it it amazes me when you 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 leave all of the the clutter of the of our life behind. For if maybe for a week, two weeks, a month, others, you know, whatever the time it is, you go and you are so on fire to talk to people about Jesus and introduce them to Christ. Cause that's one of the, we do short term mission trips to church. And the power in that is all of a sudden, my challenge is we come back and I always tell, tell, tell those team members that have gone on that trip, you need to bring that same, same drive and that same, Experience back to your your life, back to back to what you do every day, because you go over there and people that that would never talk to anybody about the relationship of Christ or what Christ has done in their life will do it over there or do it when you're end up, when you're not cluttered with all the stuff that we we deal with and all the you know what who's on the phone for me what text message what I need to check my email what I need to be doing who what should I be doing right now, you know what is what what would Jesus have me do?
1: yeah yeah and and it's a it's a really cool thing that we have want to honor to in one a shape or form you know help say a word do whatever you can to, to to get them from that lost place back into the into the fold so we come back with a lot more gathered into those arms and leaning on oh man to lean on those arms You're listening to The Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. Christian Car Guy show, and again, that's Britain Lane with her version of leaning. And um, if you go to the ChristianCarGuy.com, you'll see the picture that I have of the of the clouds that were gathered that look sort of like wings, where we're all getting gathered under heaven. It's kind of a cool idea, but also uh, is that video of Britain and you can hear her as she begins it. She's so excited because she's just recorded this and she gets to do it as, as part of a, mu- a movie on Netflix from what she says. But th- she did all. And when you listen to it, she does all the music. She, she created all that she was given complete license to do. And so all the instrumental, all that stuff was Britain lane. And as I, Listen to that song this morning, I admit, I bawled like a baby because for whatever reason, you know, I do this devotion at a nursing home in Moxville and have for I guess 27 years now, and Mrs. Beck, who was lived to be 104, that was her, one of her, and she played it on the piano, and, and we, I don't know how many times I sang the song, because Miss Beck loved it, and she, you know, she, she just loved to lean on those arms, and I know she did. But as I pictured Britain singing it this morning, you know what I felt, Jerry? I felt my mother's arms. And oh, I realized that God has sent all these people that we've leaned on their arms our whole life, or an animal, or whatever it may be that you leaned on those arms. You were leaning on the arms that suffer long. Oh, it's an amazing picture. So we have Miss Jay in Greensboro. I'm very excited to hear from her this morning. Miss Jay, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show again. It's so good to hear from you. What you got for us?
3: Oh, can you hear me clearly? Because you sound staticky down on this podcast.
1: Yeah, that phone system. We'll get a new one coming and it's going to be better. But yeah, we hear you great.
3: Oh, We might not be able to finish it then because I can't understand fully what you're saying. You're being cut up.
1: Just tell us what you, what you want to say.
3: Oh, okay. so I would like to call this love in the hood. I was coming up and we were they had gang fights and stuff and there were um for some of the initiations, um I had heard in the community that they were gonna be collecting stray cats and taking animals and dogs and and throwing them from the top of our ten story roof and I stayed on the second floor and I was scared of heights too. I didn't know that. About twelve or thirteen years old and um I'm cooking and in the kitchen. Some of the things my mom had told me to do before she had left for um, my younger siblings, and and I hear and I see these objects coming cross down across my window, and they are animals that they're throwing from the roof. That certain ones were being initiated with, and so when I heard it, something inside of me, um, I wasn't like a, a true believer then, but I did know I heard about God, and I kind of like um. What I was doing and ran up all the way up the steps. Um, They had a back stairway that I ran up to um, fast, and I was scared by each climb because I'm scared of heights. Get to the top of the building, the door up there, and they a lot of people up there doing their initiation, whatever they're doing. And um, and the the last cat that they had was a little baby kitten, and I ran up there and um, and for my life for everything. I had to go through them, hitting me, getting through them, through um, everybody. And then taking that kitten from his hands, from the grips of his hands, over the building. Um, wasn't even, <laughs> the fear didn't even hit me at that point. So I grabbed that kitten and I held it in my arms. And um, as I was standing um, one of the older um, gentlemen told me, get her out of here. And then, and as I, they were pulling me back, um, people were hitting me and stuff. So I finally got back to the stairway door. And I, uh, I ran all the way back downstairs to my home with this kitten in my hand and in my arms. And so um, I had like little kisses, bruises and little scratches and blood coming from my arms and stuff. And um, I, <sighs> but I had the kitten, and that kitten stayed with me. I fed it. Um, I had to sneak it in my room, but my mom knew it was there. <laughs> Eventually, my mother um, started um, feeding the cat. Um, she barely had food for us, but um, she we the cat ate table food. Um, and then from time to time we would get some cat food and. And it was something, eventually the cat grew up, and um, the cat had to be put down. I didn't get the chance to say goodbye to the cat, so you guys got a chance to say goodbye. And I was just wondering if my, oh, did did I have my last goodbyes? And and God was giving me the answer today. You know, yes, you got your goodbyes, and you did what I wanted you to do. So that's that's my love in the hood thing, and I feel like I was under his wings when I was doing it. And I know that Puffy, that was the name of the cat that grew up in my household in the hood. <laughs> um, I believe we gave it the best love and the best life I could give it while it was alive.
1: Wow. Yeah, there's no doubt. You know, that we we have those precious memories, you know, of pets. And, and, and interestingly, because I've talked about this with a lot of friends this week, there's a lot of them have said the exact same thing to me that one of the most difficult things is to lose a pet and never have a chance to say goodbye or to lose a loved one and never have a chance to say goodbye. Um, and yeah. so I, I, you know, my heart goes out to you with that. But also I rejoice in what God showed you about your own courage, which I know that about you is you're very courageous. And and what courage, right? A 12-year-old girl up against all these, I, I imagine they were not the most pleasant people up there. Um Things, just I but I know you can't hear me well so but thank you Jacqueline thank you so much for your call and thank you for listening and and, and I know that you honored Puffy today also, I rejoice in so like thank you church. God bless you Joyce bye bye well Jerry that's a difficult thing with our phone system right now we're going to live through it for another couple of days but anyway
0: and we know we have hope
1: <laughs> we do we do um, you know, it's all gonna, it's all gonna come to life. Um,
0: you know, so. you know, but just hearing that story and then, then you telling about story, you know, the, the people will. There, there's a lot of people who will criticize people. You know, well, you know, Chris is just an animal. But you know what? God puts them in our lives to bring joy, and and he, so many times, like her story. With the with Puffy is the fact that you know what that that cast life always pointed her back to a time she was courageous and probably stepped out and did something she did not feel she had strength to do. But it's always it's always a reminder. With Corky, it's always a reminder of that that the the bond between your dad and and, and that precious pet and. That, that's you know I think God places that stuff I thought you know in James you know it talks you know part of it is the things we experience and stuff and we may not understand as we're doing it but it's also he gives us those experiences because it's on to minister to us and we can minister to others. Sometimes it, that ministering comes through a through an animal.
1: <laughs> yeah it's wonderful, it's wonderful. So there's no doubt that love suffers long. And uh, I hope you got a picture of that today. And and more, I I hope you see how amazing it is that we all get to be Dan's in our own way. Some of us get to be Daniel's where, you know, Dan is just at at the beginning of the word Daniel, which is the Lord is my judge. Okay. And so, in other words, he's my advocate. He's my defense attorney. So be someone's defense attorney. I want
0: to say one thing, though. The suffering, we have the hope in Jesus Christ that overcomes that suffering.
1: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Thanks, Jerry. Remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went, got it all done in 33 years. And thank you so much for listening today. This is the Truth Network.